Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you get to know highly successful people, if you develop a real relationship with them, you can see the part of their personality that suffered because of the decision that they made to be this. He was inaugurated as the 59th mayor. Please welcome... Mayor Kasim Reed. Take advantage of your physical capacity. Excellence, greatness is where the passion is. Do not squander your physical capacity to work all day and work all night when needed. So when you're thinking about who's around you, you have to understand what people's roles are in your life and let people play that role. Everybody, you are watching Fearlessly Living with Arian Simone, and I am sitting here with the Honorable 59th Mayor of Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. Yes, Mayor Kasim Reed. Yeah. And I love calling you Mayor Reed because for those who do not know, my last name is Reed. That's right. We are not related, though. Everybody thinks we're related. We may be. We don't know. Somewhere down the line. We're going gonna, gonna to have to get a DNA not that test we know about. to see if we are cousins. Because yeah. Yeah. I think we come from the same DNA. Yeah, because yeah, we both have double ED. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I really, I really do. But just even in our personalities, I said, I think we related. So I want to kick this off with when you said, I was trained. You yes. were groomed. Yes. From day one. For a long time. To do what you do. Yeah. I have spoken mm-hmm. to other politicians, and some people have stumbled upon this. Mm-hmm. You knew this was your destiny yeah. as a child. So tell me about this. How young were you when you knew that this was the path that you were on? Well, you know, my mom, we went to Ben Hill United Methodist Church, and the pastor was a man named Cornelius Linton Henderson. He's this wonderful pastor. Um, and Ambassador Young was a Men's Day speaker at Ben Hill, and I was 13. And, you know, my mother, I have three brothers. It was four of us. It is four of us. And so she was you know, a very traditional mom, church every Sunday, impeccably dressed. She took great pride in how we looked. And so she wanted us at church for Men's Day. When I was 13, I had hot top fade that I took great pride in. (laughs) And so I went to the Men's Day sermon with Ambassador Young, and he was a speaker. And when he was done, he came over and put his hand, he tried to put his hand on my head, but of course I moved because I had a high top fade. And I remember that my mother was just, her breath was taken away by Ambassador Young coming over. And so I wanted to really learn more about who this man was. And so back then we had this thing called Encyclopedia Britannica. So I went home and I started researching and learning about the civil rights movement and him. And so really early on, I decided I wanted to be mayor of Atlanta, and so I started patterning my life uh, after him. So really it was my father uh, and Ambassador Young that are probably the biggest influences in my life. I think that is so amazing that you had a conviction. Yeah. But it's not even just that you had a conviction. You had the execution. Like you literally said, you started patterning your life after him. Well, execution is the thing. I mean, everybody walks around thinking about doing stuff. Uh-huh. everybody walks around with an idea of what they would like to do. 
the ability to get from A to Z is everything. It's why I have so much respect for what you accomplished at the Fearless Fund. Everybody oh, wants you. to be in VC. Everybody believes that they would like to be investing in businesses, helping entrepreneurs, but to actually go out and raise real seed corn, to go uh, from having a highly successful marketing and advertising business and deciding that you're going to move into a new space. And so I think that that's why we connected. It's why I agreed to come here today, because there's a rule of, of number ones. People who have high achievement gravitate towards other people who are high achievers without regard to the field. It's why when you look at a, a sports box at a, at a football game, you may see Tom Brady and Floyd Mayweather and the owner of the New England Patriots in the same box. And you sit there wondering, like, what do these people have in common? Or, you know, sometimes I would be on a plane somewhere and I'd sit next to Evander Holyfield and we would talk the whole flight. I was a politician, he's a boxer. But in our fields, we had reached high levels. I'm certainly not a four-time heavyweight champion. But the point I'm making is, is that when you're around people who have high achievement, because of what you go through to become a high-achieving person, um, you have a feeling. Because of what you go through to become a high-achieving person, yeah. I want to pick up right from there. Yes. You are a strategist. A little bit. No, like I'm <laughs> talking. Bit. I even see Anna's over there smiling. A little bit. You are a strategist to your core. And you're correct. Winners do attract winners. But the ability to make certain chess moves and make power moves on the board like you do, where did that come from? That's more than just patterning your life after Ambassador Young and being inspired by your dad. What is that? that is, is that a gift yeah. or is it a trained skill? Well, I think if you're going from A to Z, there are a lot of people that want what you want. And so in order to position yourself to get what you want when a lot of other people want it, I think you have to know how to do it. And so when I was a kid, I was on Howard University's board and Ambassador Young was on that board. Dick Parsons, the chairman of Time mm -hmm. Warner was on that board. Vernon Jordan, mm -hmm. um, acclaimed civil rights leader and lawyer was on that board. Colin Powell was on that board. Ooh. Frank Savage um, was on that board. And so what happened was when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, I was exposed to really a level of black man in America. And then I had a father who was incredible and who loved me and who always made sure that I knew that I was loved. But that training in terms of, you know, life is practice. How many times have you seen it? How many times have you done it? Um, everybody now knows that life is repetition. So you get better at the things that you do most. So if you're in a room watching Vernon Jordan and Dick Parsons and Earl Graves make decisions about complex topics and you're 18, 19, 20 years old, if you don't understand what you have access to and miss that moment, and I think that I carry that with me today. 
And so I think that from that age, I knew what it looks like. I know what good decisions look like. I know what strong leadership looks like. And I know what competition looks like. And I love it. But let's be clear. You've paid a price. I've paid a price. Most highly successful people are damaged. You know, if we want to have a real podcast. Go ahead. So, you know, when you get to know highly successful people, if you develop a real relationship with them, you can see the part of their personality that suffered because of the decision that they made to be this. Mm-hmm. Right? And so you have, that's why I always laugh. You know, I had when people want to meet people. Sometimes I go, no, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, just because they pay the price. Mm-hmm. And so if you're 13 years old and you decide that you're going to be the mayor of the city of Atlanta, right, you're going to pay a price because you're going to live your life in a certain way that causes you to be hyper-focused. Yeah. And, and you- so you're going to cut things out and you're going to not do things and you're going to not make the what I call the big mistakes, things that remove the possibility of these that things happens. from your life. Well, you know, that impacts your personal relationships. It impacts when you have children. It impacts who your spouse is going to be. It impacts how much you get to go out. It impacts where you go. And so there's a whole part of your life, right, that other people were able to enjoy. And so that part of your personality may not be there. No, but you were you know? right. I was going to ask you what was the price you paid, but you already answered it yeah. as far as what you pay. But yeah. I want to go back to you being in the room with these dynamic yeah. leaders. Your mental fortitude yeah. is very strong. <clears throat> yeah, you could say, hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Say that, I have a high pain threshold. That's what what somebody else said. But your mental fortitude is is high. You can't go through more pain than me. Oh, Lord. And it's about the patience you can have in a storm. And being my friend, you are seeing me deal with storms. And sometimes I'm like, what is happening? Get me out of this. And the first thing I say is stay centered. Yeah. What gave you that to be able to see what it looks like after the rain? To give you this patience for just a long time, just you understand what long suffering is and just to be able just to get through 
without a scratch. And I'm just like, get me out of this foolishness. What is that, though, that gave you that? I think that there is a suffering that definitely comes with being a black man and a black woman that a high pain threshold should be a built-in feature. There is no black, certainly black man, and I think black, it applies to black women, where you achieve a high level of achievement where you are not made to suffer. I mean, you pick the person, right? I mean, LeBron James, phenomenal father, has done everything right, constantly attacked, right? You pick a person, Dick Parsons, I remember when people were calling him monkey when he was running Time Warner. Every single black person that has a high level of achievement, you look at President Barack Obama, they stand up in Congress and yell, you lie. You look at what Dr. King went through, Malcolm X went through, Andrew Young went through, Tiger Woods went through. Black men of consequence are made to suffer. And you cannot give them you. And that's what I feel when I see what you go through. Don't give them you. Because you have an obligation when you go through things, even when they are unfair, to not have those years of joy robbed from you. The worst external years of my life were the years when I became closest to Maria. Right? When nobody wanted to see me or hear from me, there was one person that wanted to see me all of the time and to hear from me all of the time. And so when I talk to you and when I watch what you go through, my message is real clear. Don't let anybody take years from you. They're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Right? They're going to lose. By that I mean you're going to end up being wildly successful. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that can happen where your story doesn't end up being wildly successful. And we're in a time right now where people deal with winners and losers. There's no scenario where you don't end up being a winner. Amen. Right? And so that's what I focus on. Don't let anybody take your years. And if you are black and successful, you are going to go through it because the system is designed to punish us for high achievement so that we don't become accustomed to it and so that we are made to fall. We could do a whole podcast and do an analysis of high-achieving black people and our community not being allowed to have heroes. Mm -hmm. We, we We don't get to have heroes to the point where Dr. Martin Luther King life to this day are constant open record requests to reveal more and more information about a man who paid among the highest price of anybody that's ever been paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? To talk about stuff that is wholly irrelevant to where we are today. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is this effort to diminish us and if you don't have somebody who understands it and thinks you're terrific, then you'll let them win. Every day you stay in bed, they win. Every day you don't get up 
and go out there and go get it and raise capital, they win. And I sit and I watch everything that's happened to you since the Republicans have started attacking you and decided out of all of the people in America, they picked a black woman from Atlanta, right? And what they don't realize is they picked a person who was built for this. Now, what is concerning to me and what I do believe should be happening in, in a much greater way is that black people in America should be rallying to your personal defense and to Fearless's personal defense because if you can take a shot at a black woman and we don't stop it, you can take a shot at anybody. Right? These people picked you out. First they went after Harvard to get rid of black access to higher education. The same person that dismantled affirmative action now wants to prohibit black women from getting together collectively to help other black women. Mm -hmm. And what I want to see over the next days and weeks and months is every black person in an elected office Mayors across the country who control tens of billions of dollars to be a counterweight to all of the white folks that are not saying nothing. Right? The private sector, white corporations should have been the biggest defender of fearless and the biggest defender of you. And what I'm seeing right now are typical right wing tactics, smear campaigns, mm -hmm. whisper, rumor mongering. All of the stuff that happens to black leaders, you're going through and looking amazing during the process. But what, who's the counterweight to that? The mayor of Newark, mayor of LA, mayor of Chicago, mayor of New York, mayor of our own city, all black, mm -hmm. all controlling mm -hmm. billions of dollars mm -hmm. in my mind. To say, you know what? Not that. Not that. And so I think they were very intentional about attacking black women because they're the cornerstone of everything that's related to our race. And so I went on about that too long. It's okay. Um, but, you know, that's what's, that's what's on my heart. And that's why the fight that you're fighting is so important. You have mastered, when you're talking about being centered, giving a response versus giving a reaction. I get, okay, being censored, but do you ever react to anything? I mean, I do react. I think that... Because you like this. I mean, no, I mean, I but I believe that everybody's got a part to play. You know, when I was pledging cap and we were online, there was this dude, one of my online with us, and, you know, when they would pledge us, we really pledged. Mm -hmm. And when they would haze us, he would fall out. I'm sorry. I'm you know sorry. what I mean? I mean, as soon as they hit him, he would fall out. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you would, like, he was about to go to the hospital. <laughs> right? <laughs> so we were, you know, when they would go off on us, it was 13 of us, I was number five. When they would go off, we relied on him to do what? Fall, fall out. out. <laughs> <laughs> so, one day he comes in. I don't know what happened. And of course we were criticized. But, you know, it was good nature criticism. One mm -hmm. night, he comes in. He does not fall out. They beat <laughs> us. 
all night. They beat us all night. Just because he didn't fall out. Yes. <laughs> he takes it. And I remember when they left, we looked at him like, what? What are you doing? He said, I'm a man too. <laughs> like, man, be a man some other time. You have a you have a role to play. And that Your is to, is to, to fall, fall out <laughs> and get us out of here. And to make them believe that you're on the way to the hospital, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so, fall out. <laughs> the lesson in that for me. I already got it. Keep everybody's going. got a part to play. Mm-hmm. Because the second so, he, he didn't play his part, he made it bad yeah, for everybody. Everybody. We had never, I mean, we had Stay never. Stay in your lane. We had never been pledged like that ever. We'd have a hard hour. You knew it was going to be about an hour. He was going to fall out the first 15, <laughs> 20 minutes. They're going to send him over there. And then it was they're going to feel bad. Da, 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 da. So the point I'm playing make is my style is just a part of what I think is needed. Okay, I you got you. You know what I mean? Like, so if I see you one day yeah. and you start reacting and I respond, I'll be like, Kasim, yeah. you done messed up. Let me tell you, <laughs> you something. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You got to play your part. You done I'm lost not, it today. You know, I'm not the cheerleader friend. Mm-hmm. I'm the friend. You are not. I'm the friend that you call and say, guess what happened? <laughs> you are not. You know what I mean? But if you called, a ha- if you had a good day at work or you feel amazing, I'm not the person to call. That's what I mean. <laughs> I don't, you know, that's horrible. You know what I mean? I I root from afar. You do, but I still, but I still think you're a cheerleader. But you're right. You're not. You're not the get you hype. Yeah. Encouraging you, friend. You're not. You're not that friend. But I'm on the way to the hospital. You are. You may want to call me. You are. You 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 know what I mean? I mean, if you have something, and so I think that everybody has a role to play. So a long time ago, I picked what. My role is going to be, you know, and at least, like you said, you're consistent. That's right. You're consistent. You don't. I mean, you don't. Don't get surprised about. Mm-mm. You know. But if I ever see you just show up like a scene, <laughs> <laughs> you got to play your role. Yeah. You, you done lost it today. When I was mayor, I had two people that I used to call. I would call Ambassador Andrew Young because he was spiritual and centered. And, and good and loving, and I would call Willie Brown because he had a style that was highly aggressive. I mean, he was aggressive-aggressive. And so I knew that if I called both of them, I was going to get a nice array of, of choices. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, the then I could pick what was right for me. But when I would call Willie Brown... First back mayor of San Francisco, longest serving speaker in the state of history of California, used to run $90 billion budgets. So he got five minutes. But he always answered. Gave me my five minutes. He gave me the best advice. So if you were calling to be nurtured, that ain't the call. he was not the person to call. Mm-hmm. But if you were calling for a solution, and because he had had so much experience, he could give you three to five pass. When you called Ambassador Young, you had 30 minutes, 40 minutes. You could go cover the waterfront. Mm-hmm. You would nurture. 
when I was getting ready to lose the mayor's race, I'm in a hotel room in Chicago. I'm broke. It's on my birthday. I had a cupcake with a little candle in it, right? No entourage. State your age, since you said birthday. Right? I want people to know how yeah. young you were. So I'm 54, but this is, I was 40. Yeah. That's how and so I'm in Chicago in a hotel, broke, losing. The telephone rings. And I say, hello. And he says, this is Andy. And so I clear my voice. I put both feet on the floor because I didn't want him to hear how devastated I was. Mm -hmm. And he said, how you doing? I lied and said I was okay. And he said, well, you know, nights like this, I used to call Martin. And I would just talk him to sleep. He said, so do you have a pen? So, of course, you know, the, I was in a cheap hotel, so the pen never writes when you needed to write. So he said, take my number. He said, this is a number by my bed. Mm -hmm. He said, because if you're not asleep, I don't want to be asleep. He said, if you're not okay, I'm not okay. He's like, I'm in this with you. I won the mayor's race that night. I got you. But so the point I'm not making literally, is, he didn't win that night, literally. I mean, but that night, is when he everything got in me, mindset. there's nobody from that moment on that could not tell me I was going to win. Mm -hmm. And I won by 714 votes. But it was that phone call that night at that moment. The point I'm saying is when you have people around you, you have to have what you need. Willie Brown wouldn't have done that. Mm -mm. Right? So when you're thinking about who's around you, you have to understand what people's roles are in your life and let people play that role. But think about it. If you're not okay, I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. If you're not asleep, I don't want to be asleep. Were you the youngest mayor elected here? Second youngest mayor elected in the history of the city. And when I got elected that night, you get the Prisker suite at the Hyatt when you win. And as soon as you win, your security detail attaches. And so... He was sitting on the couch beside me crying. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. That is a beautiful We were going to close But it's relevant there. to you. Thank you. You need to know that there are people that feel about you and what you're doing. If you're not okay, we're not okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. The reason why I wanted guests on the podcast, so many people have a podcast where they have a different guest every week. And I told Monray and everybody else, I said, I'm not doing that. I said, I can talk. I can do Q&A. It'll just be me. I said, I'm going to do a guest a month. I said, I never want to get in the rat race of having to fill the next week's slot. I said, I'm being very intentional on picking people who are not just going to work, but they are making history. People who are living legendary, who are living iconic lives. So thank you for this time, and thank you for sharing these amazing stories because somebody out there is going to bless and help them on their journey. So thank you guys for tuning in to Fearlessly Living with Arian Simone. Like, comment, and subscribe if you have enjoyed this episode. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.